Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Elizabeth Gunner, a registered dietitian who shares great insight on the reasons she became a dietitian, how the path was always moving forward, but maybe not exactly how she wanted it to go, and where it has led her to her authentic dietitian passion of media and speaking. Please enjoy my conversation with Elizabeth. Oh yeah, well I'm excited today to kind of catch up with you. I know that. We connected, it seems like a long time ago, just about your future goals as a dietitian. And I think it'll be fun to catch up because it seems like a lot of things have changed for you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm so excited. So yeah, thank you again for like having me and everything. I know, you know, I reached out and I was like, I would love to come on. So thank you so much (laughs) for having me. So excited. I love your podcast. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Well, I know when we first connected, you were interested in media and kind of doing that as a dietitian. So maybe, I don't know if we ever really talked about you know, like how you got into dietetics and where that all kind of started for you. So let's maybe jump back to when you kind of thought about being a dietitian and how did that kind of get on your radar? Yeah, so it's kind of funny because I sort of, I tell people nowadays, there's a story that I used to say. And then when I really <laughs> dug deep and I was super honest with myself, there's like the real story, you know? Um, and I feel like a lot of people probably, you know, go through that because there's some things that lead up to like studying something like nutrition that maybe you're not like the most proud of. And so that's kind of mm-hmm. where my story kind of lies. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's very multifaceted and multifactorial the way that I like came into nutrition, like most people, But there's a few things that I can sort of pinpoint where I was like, okay, that definitely influenced my decision to go into health and wellness. Um, One of the things that when I think back that influenced it was definitely how I grew up in the home life. Um, And so like my mom was really into health and wellness and like holistic remedies. She really likes like Chinese and herbalism and all that. Um, Mm. She was vegetarian for a while and then she ate like um, fish and turkey. So she's just more like always health oriented and, you know, always trying to find like health remedies and working out. She has like her, all these certifications and random things. And then on the flip side of that, my dad was like the typical Western American, like meat and potatoes kind of guy. (laughs) And so I had this like stark contrast in the house growing up, but because my parents were never really home, um, like we were oftentimes like cooking with a babysitter. And then when I eventually like got the liberty to go back home, it was me and my sister, like cooking, making like hamburger helper and like ramen noodles. Like we didn't know what we were doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think firstly it was the food life that I grew up with and like the subliminal messages and maybe not so subliminal messages that I received, um, like at a young age, either from my mom or my dad or my babysitter, you know, we all go through that, um, sure. whether we like know it or not so I think that was probably the first thing that sort of sparked my interest I guess you could say or at least curiosity within like the health and wellness space um was definitely my mom's influence for sure and then when I got to high school I was into just different things like I tried like acting at the theaters I tried like some modeling stuff I tried like ice skating and stuff yeah actually when I was younger 
Um, I tried like track, basketball, like all these different sports. And I ended up sticking with track. So I was, I ran track indoor and outdoor for like the whole, my whole high school career. And like within that, um, it was a really good release for me and a really good, like, I guess, social hour for me after school. So I loved it. But then I got messages from my coaches like, oh, eat a banana if you have cramps or we're going to carb load before meats and different things like that. And it sort of sparked my curiosity, like, oh, why, why do we do that? You know, like, why is that mm-hmm. recommended? Um, so that also sort of sparked, I guess, the curiosity within like the health and wellness space. And then this is a part of the story that I leave out, I think a lot of times, but another thing that I, that I feel influenced my decision to go into nutrition was because of like the, the toxic, I guess you could say like diet culture and those messages that I got at at like high school age on different diets that my friends were doing or, you know, weighing yourself and like focusing on those like health measures and stuff. And I don't know where exactly that came from. Maybe it was just like the school overall. I don't know. Maybe it's just like pressures from a woman like living in today's Mm -hmm. society. I'm really not sure. But a lot of those messages I remember like thinking like, okay, yep. Like the reason why I'm choosing this salad is because of reasons like I want to look thin or I want to do this or I want to do that instead of like, I want to be healthy. Like it's just two different ways of like looking at it. Like I really didn't care about the health aspect. It was all about the aesthetics. Um, so I think that that also influenced like my decision to go into health and wellness. Cause I wanted to eventually when I did decide to do dietetics, I was like, Oh, I want to learn how to be like the most healthy, but that transition happened within college. So like, Once all that high school stuff happened, when I went to college, I took a plant bio class where my teacher pointed out that I was really good at, like, the plant nutrition part. Um, And he's like, you seem to be really interested in, like, health and wellness. And he would notice that I would, like, bring, like, healthy snacks to (laughs) class and stuff like that. And he was like, okay, like, maybe you should try to study more of that. So I'm like, okay. So I took an interdue nutrition course. Long story short, that teacher was also an RD. So she sort of took me under her wing and was like, hey, like, this is a path that you could take if you're interested. And then from there on, I just kind of took that path. And, you know, as much as I do, how, like, strict and, like, rigorous, like, that path is. And Mm -hmm. there's not much room for, like, a lot of flexibility. So um, once I was in it, I was sort of in it. Um, And then I did my dietetic internship here in the city. And, yeah, ever since I've been an RD. But I think it was, like, multiple things that sort of led to the decision to ultimately, you know, pursue an RD degree. So yeah, that's sort of my story. <laughs> that's so It's so interesting though, how you, like, we don't really think, I think it's great that you went and looked back and been like, oh yeah, there was this period of my life where I was eating hamburger helper. My babysit was teaching me how to cook. And then, you know, that whole component of you kind of were funding for yourself and kind of also cooking for yourself. But then also becoming an athlete and then, you know, plant nutrition and how the <laughs> layers, you know, the layers kind of develop into this career that you really didn't even know probably existed when you were in high school. Right. Yeah. I had no idea that it, I actually thought that I was going to be a physician's assistant in high school. That's what I told everyone. I was like, I'm going to be a PA. <laughs> We are pretty close, right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of think we're we're almost. I mean, like I think we're like one class away from a PA almost. Oh, definitely. Whatever I thought it like physics or something, and that's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so when you when you did kind of get into the dietetics program, did you ever feel like, oh, maybe this isn't for me, or did it always feel pretty comfortable to you? Um, I definitely felt like it wasn't for me at some points. Um, 
I think that my biggest struggle was the rigidity of the Mm -hmm. coursework that I had to take. Like, I really loved it. That's the thing. It's like, it was like a love hate because I loved the courses that I was taking. Like, I love nutrient metabolism. I love nutrition disease. Like, I loved it. I loved learning about it because I am just like the biggest nerd you'll ever meet. Like, I love <laughs> learning. So it's like truly a joy for me. Like, some pe- I don't know why, but some people are like, they don't really like the process of that, but then they like implementing what they learn, like seeing patients one-on-one or clients or whatever. For me, it's all about like the process of learning. So I love just like absorbing information. I'm like a sponge. So I loved that aspect of it, but then I wish that I could have had like taken more classes that maybe piqued my interest. Like I definitely had elective classes, but there was just some things that I wanted to take that I couldn't or some things that I wanted to do that I couldn't like, an example is I was going to do a study abroad in Thailand. Like I was dead set on it and I couldn't because, um, the classes that were offered Mm -hmm. at Cornell where I went undergrad was only like one class, one day a week, one teacher, like he's not in Thailand or she's not in Thailand. Like you can't do it unless you wanted to like push it back your graduation for however many, like let's say you do a semester in Thailand, then you just push it back for a semester. And that's just not something that I wanted to do either. So I think that that was a struggle for me. And then the other thing was sometimes I thought, and I don't know if any other dietitian can resonate with this. And also like I'm new in the career field. So, you know, I'm not sure like if that has any influence, but um, another thought that I had is like, am I doing this because I'm doing it for my own healing? Like for my own, you know, good. Mm -hmm. And like, so that I can learn for myself, but like, am I good at sharing it with others? So I think that that's another aspect that you know I, I definitely had to grapple with and I had to learn to you know be honest with myself and ask myself is this something that I want to be spreading to others or is it something that I'm literally just learning selfishly you know mm-hmm. um so yeah th- those are sort of the struggles that in the thoughts that came up when I was going through my undergrad studies um and then in my dietetic internship it was more like what do I actually want to specialize I guess you could say or like focus in because I was in that showed me a lot of stuff which is why I chose that program like the exposure was so big um so like I would do a clinical rotation at Mount Sinai but then I did you know an outpatient rotation through Alyssa Rumsey and she does her own private practice and she um did a new segment NBC so I got to see like the media side of nutrition which is why I ended up like doing more of that because once I came from that day of rotation I remember calling my mom and I was like I feel the most energized and the most bright and the most like authentic when I was doing that or like just experiencing that environment so I was like okay like this might be where I want to niche down I guess within nutrition um but other so like community nutrition and policy and nutrition which I really enjoy the struggle there was like picking or I guess like yeah I guess you could say like picking um that you want to like who's so indecisive <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes I struggle with like I I, yeah, I dive a little bit I sort of struggle with like okay I'm picking this but asking myself like why like for example with media like okay I want to want to feel seen and heard or is it because I actually want to do media you know so like mm-hmm. and asking yourself and like being honest with yourself like why you actually want to pursue something because I find and especially with people that I work with and with myself like your why does matter and like that's gonna be 
I guess, defining factor, like the thing that propels you forward and keeps you to pursue something or not, you know? So for me, if my why was and it heard, for me, I would just be go to therapy, you know? Like I needed to know like what was my why and, and why would, did it feel aligned with me, you know? Um, so that was a huge struggle for me within my dietetic internship is just being very honest with myself, which is a lot harder to do than you think, like, because we tell ourselves all these stories. And so it's hard sometimes to like really get down to the meat of things, um, and be super honest with like everything, you know? Um, well, I think you're leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of dietitians because I don't think a lot of us have really done that because I think we're so hyper-focused on, you know, getting out with our internship and getting our first job and really not <laughs> taking the time, right, to think about, okay, what do I really want to do? And am I doing it because of this reason or am I doing it because of this reason? I think that's amazing that you've had that dialogue with yourself. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I would say I definitely have seen that in, like, some of my peers. It's like, yeah, they just, they get a job and um, they, you know, they're so eager to, like, reach their next goal. I don't know why that's really been me like struggle with the dietetic undergrad stuff um led me to sort of question things I'm not sure but I've always sort of had this like existential or like this like questioning personality where I'm like okay like this like why or like, yeah having those those conversations myself I don't know when that even really started maybe <laughs> I don't know when but, you know um, it has been helpful though I will say that And I, you know, I think it's a good point too. like not even for just the beginning of your career, but I feel like even, you know, as you're doing it now, it's going to be so helpful for you when you're 20 years as a dietitian or 30 years as a dietitian, because if you're not asking yourself your why, you're not keeping up with your changing and how you're evolving as a dietitian. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I couldn't agree more. So do you think I, well, just kind of going back to when you initially said, you're like, yeah, I tried, you know, I tried acting, I did theater, (laughs) I did modeling. So do you kind of think there's always been this rooted kind of like and want to kind of do media just deeply rooted inside of you? Definitely have always been somebody who likes like the entertainment industry in a whole. Um, And I, that's another whole tangent that I can go on. The reasons why (laughs) that is a thing for me. Um, I've like dissected and like really got down to, but yeah, it's always been something that's been in me since I was young. Like I used to perform like Shirley Temple dances to my parents and like, Mm -hmm. I loved playing guitar and like writing music. And now I still like write lyrics or, you know, I write a lot of poetry. So it's always been something that's been a part of like who I am, this like innate creative person. Um, and it comes out in a lot of different forms, whether it's like through fashion or interior decor or even just like pretty food, you know, like I just mm-hmm. enjoy like a nice looking smoothie or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that being honest with myself that that is something that I like to do has also been hard, especially coming from like a very science-based background because I thought, okay, how can I combine the two? And for me, that was the media outlet was like the way for me to sort of combine my like innate creative nature and also like just love for everything creative, but then science, tangible knowledge. Yeah. Sure. 
Well, and I, okay, I'm going to say like most dietitians don't come out of their interviews saying, say, saying, I want to do media. Like that's like, you kind of get, you know, into media a little bit later. So I love that you were so passionate about that, like right outside of your internship and ready to go. And, and that you got that experience during your internship by seeing a dietitian who was doing it and how impactful that is. Right. Yeah, I know that experience was definitely pivotal for me. Um, and I can't thank Alyssa enough. She's like such a great person. I love her <laughs> um, <laughs> for like taking me along with her and just like showing me, you know, the day what of her like. life that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of were looking at the future for where you kind of wanted to practice and kind of get started as a dietitian, maybe talk me through that. And I think that's what you're currently kind of working on and growing as we speak. Yeah. Like my current like career path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I graduated and got my RD, so I took my exam August 5th last year. Um, and I got a job like the next week later or something like that. Something crazy. I forget the exact date. <laughs> um, so it was like, yeah, I had a job offer as a nutrition care manager um, in a long-term care facility. So I was like, okay, yeah, like, you know, not my ideal thing, obviously. Like I'm this creative, like media, like, you know, mm-hmm. wired person. So it wasn't like the ideal situation for me, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to get experience. I'm going to learn, you know, what it's like to actually like work a nine to five. I'm going to, you know, there's a lot of learning that I can do within this job. Um, and the growth curve was like, like pretty big because it wasn't an entry level position (laughs) either. So it it was kind of a unique thing, um, where I don't like, sometimes I wonder why they even offered me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're but, like how did that happen no. yeah but then I talked to my manager later and he was just like well I felt like with our interview I could like train you to catch up and I knew it was going to be a learning curve like we knew what we were taking on but just sort of like I guess they just oh. kind of took a chance on me which I really appreciated um yeah but I worked that job and you know obviously being somebody who's like more creative and like media minded uh, the clinical and like long-term care stuff became a bit mundane and a bit um, repetitive for me. Uh, and I think I was just finding myself sort of like, it felt like I was living the same day over and over and over every single day, every single week, every single month. And for somebody who's like me, who like questions things a lot and who like loves like evolving and learning and like, you know, at school I was always taking new things or doing extracurriculars and like always kind of, feeling like I'm like maybe I'm addicted to like productivity or something but (laughs) that's not a bad thing (laughs) but I was always kind of feeling like I was like meeting the next goal but at this job it was sort of like once I learned it I felt like you know obviously there's so much more to always learn but I just sort of felt like there was a point where it's like what do I even want to learn and what do I even want to do um and so I ended up actually transitioning out of that position recently into more of a startup. So I'm working at, just started working at like a startup realm. So it's like a mental health care startup, but they're, um, yeah, super cool. But they're expanding to um, nutrition and health and wellness. So it, it'll be fun to see like how that works. And the reasoning for that was because I maybe one day want to have my own startup or my own product or my own something. Um, like, I think it'd be really cool to have like a product on the shelves one day or something like that. Um, if it's needed, if I see like something like a, a gap in the market, that's like, there's something that's needed and, you know, Mm -hmm. I have the resources to do so. I would love to be able to have that experience in life. But so anyway, the reasoning was to learn a little bit about like startup culture in the world, but then also like 
work on a project that I'm really passionate about, which is like mental health awareness. Um, so, you know, kind of made sense. And then on top of that, I actually just recently like officially started my own little side business where like I'm helping other creators with their blogs, with their recipes, with things like that. But then also doing like media gigs, lectures, um, like random companies are like reaching out and being like, oh, we need a dietitian to speak about like how to be more sustainable in our eating habits or whatever the topic is. Um, and so that's been really fun to like be a speaker or like a mo- like a moderator on like different panels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's been really cool. So I, I kind of just started my own little like it's not nothing crazy. It's just a DBA right now um, doing business as, but eventually maybe I'll do an LLC um, where, yeah, I'm just basically like, you know, getting a little bit of side income doing speaking engagements and um, just different writing things and, you know, stuff like that. Just a mixture of things. That's exciting. Well, and I love, I do love how you talked about, you know, again, we talk about that first job out of our internship. It's kind of, sometimes it's out of necessity, which, you know, you definitely went into it with an open eye of thinking, hey, I'm going to learn something from this. I'm going to take the opportunity that I can. But you also weren't scared to be like, hey, I think I'm done with this, you know, job. And that's okay. Like being a first you know, job and being a first dietitian, you don't have to be there for 15 years to get what you need out of a job. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard hard decision to make, but I think I applaud you for doing that. I will say how I talk about it right now. This is a very recent thing for me, by the way, within the past month, I think it's been like, Oh, really, really, really soon. (laughs) This is fresh, but how I talk about it right now is like, maybe comes across like really calm and really confident but let me just tell you like full disclosure I was my anxiety was through the roof I was like freaking out I'm like is this the right decision I really don't know but like it felt like every single part of my body was telling me it was but I was still scared to like take that leap of faith because I wasn't sure you know what was going to happen next and I'm still not sure you know what's going to happen next but I think just like being comfortable, being very uncomfortable and like embracing the, the possibility that I could completely fail and fall on my face Mm -hmm. and just like the reassurance that like, I mean, I'm fairly young and like new to this whole like career thing. Right. So like my risk tolerance is really high and I really don't have any, I don't have a family. I don't have any like ties. So that was just, you know, reassuring me and making me feel better about my decision. And I was like, if I'm, if I'm going to do it, like now is sort of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but even with all of that, I was like so nervous and scared and like having like freak outs, like panic attacks, like all the time, because I'm like, I just didn't know if it was right, you know, but now that I had made the decision, it feels like a, like a weight off my shoulder. Like it definitely just wasn't the right, um, I guess like career path for me, but I'm, I feel like it's good that I acknowledge that, but also I'm super happy that I experienced like the experience because the people that I worked with and all the other things about it was like super awesome. It's just like the work itself for me was not an area that I was like very passionate about. It was something that I liked to do, but I wasn't like super, you know, energized and like passionate doing it every day. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think you're right. Like you can take things like I loved my coworkers. I learned about working on a team. Like there's all those factors, but Again, like, I feel like you said, like, every part of your body was telling you that this was the right decision, even though you're having anxiety. I think you have to listen to that 
inner like voice <laughs> or whatever whatever something's telling you you have to kind of listen to even though it is so stressful especially as a new a newer dietitian because you know you want to have that job you want to have that security and then when you're going into a newer area it sounds like a newer startup company but it's something you're passionate about that can also be very scary and intimidating but also very exciting yeah no I, I'm sorry I just <laughs> joked in my water oh God, when, <laughs> I hate when I was like happens. trying to cough it up but I'm like I don't know how to like mute myself on here um <laughs> lemon okay, water oh my gosh <laughs> yeah no definitely it like the faith but I'm really excited that like I'm gonna be in a whole different like realm of things and something also that's like very new because I feel like like throughout COVID and like throughout this whole pandemic which I know that everyone's like sick of hearing about but throughout the whole thing like one huge shift was that the telehealth space and like you know being able to break down barriers and having the convenience of like being in your own home and getting care so mm-hmm. I think like this whole space, even though it's existed for a while, is sort of like untapped. And so I'm excited to sort of learn how to like navigate that and like see how it grows. And also excited that people that maybe didn't have the opportunity before to like get to see a dietitian or to get, you know, the um, access. help of some sort. Yeah, mm-hmm. like have that access. Like that really makes me like really happy because like, you know there's just there's so many barriers to entry when it comes to even receiving health like accurate health and wellness advice Mm -hmm. like so if I can be somebody who's like playing and and helping and playing a role in that that like you know problem exciting yeah then I'm that I'm like happy to do so so yeah well and I feel like mental health you know I feel like you know we've come full circle on this whole functional nutrition functional medicine and I love that we're starting to see dietitian presence in the mental health arena because we know that there is a huge mental health component when it comes to nutrition yeah I mean it's actually crazy the amount of research that I've been like looking into and actually like while Cornell um the medical center like I forget her name which is a really good how the female brain and menopause and you know all those chemicals and all those things you know sort of like play along with each other and your risk for alzheimer's and it just goes in it's a huge book but it goes into a ton of detail and there's this which i'm sure you've heard of called uh, nutritional psychiatry or something like that so i think mm-hmm. that's what it's called and it's basically all about like functioning so like choline for example or like omega-3s or you know like vitamin d whatever it is um just like how they sort of play a role in your brain functioning and like your mental well-being and that is like so so interesting to me because i don't know it just it seems so like necessary to get that information out to the public especially like during a time like this where everyone's like so uncertain and probably a lot of mental health challenges and it's increasing I mean we we know the statistics show that mental health is you know declining for many of us in our country and we've got to have dietitian access to help with that component and I think that's exciting that you're going to be a part of that yeah I'm so excited to yeah like tackle the problem because you said it's definitely something that's prevalent but so to me so that's always the best you know 
Well, bye. Well, and I, hopefully we can connect sometime, you know, later when you get into this a little bit mm-hmm. further and just kind of learn more about what you're doing and about what your um, new job is all entailing. I think that would be really exciting to learn more about that. Yeah, I would love to give any advice or yeah, just talk about it. So as far as I think it's great too, that you are taking on the challenge of doing some things that you find bring you joy, like, you know, doing your media and doing, um, you know, writing and helping other dietitians. I think that's another great place that maybe if you don't do it in your full-time gig, you can always kind of do it as a part-time gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Do you find um, that it's that just by putting yourself out there for maybe those dietitians that are just kind of getting started or thinking about getting into media, um, do you find it's kind of easy to find connections that way or has it been difficult for you? Like media connections? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say that some of the connections came through like me just being very vocal about what I want. So like all of the people that I knew in fix, I was like, you would catch up and they'd ask me questions or whatever. And I would just be super open, like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what excites me, blah, blah, blah. And so I think like getting that word out and just like, they might, you know, send it your way just never know and that's kind of what happened to me some of you know people in my network were like hey I have this segment that I have to do but I can't because I'm going to you know Aruba can you do it for me and (laughs) I'm like like, yes I'll take it over (laughs) yeah so it's like different stuff like that was happening and then on top of that even my friends that are in like banking or like HR or whatever like I would tell them oh yeah like I really like doing speaking engagements for companies they'd be like oh like actually my company's looking for like this 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 can you talk about that I'm like, yeah, for sure. Or, you know, if I couldn't, then I'd be like, no, but like maybe this person could. So mm-hmm. like just like acting as a resource as well and like coming at situations from a place of like service, like, you know, really wanting to help people and whether that's like you or like you connecting them with somebody else or whatever that is, like just like be, you know, of service and helping. I think that's probably the best attitude to like come at from if you're trying to like forge some sort of media career or anything and again like I'm really young at this so this could be like terrible advice but this is just what's working for me um so advice is good advice (laughs) (laughs) so I think yeah that's something that helps me and then also just like being very like I mean I've always been very persistent my sister calls me really determined she's like you're just like stubborn and like determined (laughs) I don't think I'm that stubborn definitely determined um so I think just like having you know going on LinkedIn and like looking and seeing if you have any connections within media and reaching out to them and like or you know asking somebody for coffee or whatever it is just like you know just networking and getting the word out that like that's what you want to do I think you just never really know where that's going to lead and it could lead you nowhere but it could also lead you somewhere so you just kind of have to like do it um but I think part of it was hard because I got a lot of rejections like so many and as everybody knows, rejections can be so hard. Um, so I think, like, it got easier over time. But the amount of rejections I got was actually unbelievable. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> and then um, also just, like, conjuring up the energy to, like, you know, talk to somebody. Like, sometimes it can take a lot of energy for you to, like, talk about yourself and talk about what you want to do and, you know, articulate it in the right in the right sense and stuff like that. So... Just, like, conjuring up that, like, emotional energy to be able to, like, go and network can sometimes be a struggle. 
Um, but just like going through with it, I mean, I'm such an extrovert and I love to talk as you can probably tell. So <laughs> sometimes just like getting myself to the meeting, I just needed to do that. And then I was good. But other times I like completely fell on my face and I like completely probably blew like, you know, what I, what I was going to say didn't come out right or whatever. Um, and I just have to like forgive myself for that and just know that like, it's okay. And I'm just going to keep moving on, you know? Absolutely. It's a learning process. I mean, and everybody wants something different. So you have to just kind of figure out your way of doing things. And if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, I think it can be difficult trying to get into media because, you know, there's not a lot of like, I mean, maybe there's a ton of media opportunities, but there's not like a lot where it's like someone like me, like, oh, you know, have had a year of clinical experience and now sort of like going into this whole new realm of things like I don't a lot of places don't really care that much about it but some places do Mm -hmm. um so from my experience I mean I again super new at this but um I think if you like have enough like knowledge and you're confident within what you're speaking about um that that will give you like bring you farther within the media space than I think I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's controversial. (laughs) I think that's good, though. I think, like, your confidence and your determination, that's the kind of stuff that people see in your energy. I feel like energy has a lot to do with media, too. So definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's even a struggle sometimes. Like, get, like, I know some people that have, like, on-air personality, and it's just basically, it's not like it's not them, but it's just, like, them times like a hundred, you know. Yes, yeah. Like on air personality, like I don't know. So, but even like conjuring that up, I mean, I don't know how people even do that sometimes because sometimes I'm just like not feeling the best, and I don't want to like put on a happy face, and like it feels fake to me, and I like don't. I hate being like not authentic with who I am. Like I don't know mm. why. I just I I have a struggle with that. So, but sometimes you have to do it. Sometimes you have to like you know, you can't always bring in all of your like. I guess you could say like emotional or whatever baggage into like your work life for sure. So yeah, like that I think is also a struggle for some people is like putting on that like media sort of personality and like vibe. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard to get in that like frame of mind, especially at like 6am, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes I tell myself, I'm like, ah, today I'm going to be a thespian and I'm going to <laughs> do my best to turn it on and you know, and it, it's just, that's kind of part of the job though. Same way with like, if you see clients, same way, like if you work with people, there's just some days that you just can't, you can't be the the best version of yourself and you do have to kind of turn it on sometimes. It happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no, definitely. Well, I'm excited to kind of see where the future takes you. I love that you have a passion for media. I think it's great to forage that space because there are a lot of dietitians that probably dominate that space, but I feel like there's plenty of room for new dietitians to get in there and start taking up some of that space too, because there's plenty of opportunities. It's just, and I feel like now probably with the pandemic, there's probably more, more opportunities because the virtual thing is available and it's not like you have to go on site for those things. So Mm hopefully you start getting some great opportunities. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. And I, and I think also just like for any, I don't know, dietitian that wants to go into media, just like being honest with yourself and also just pursuing it like kind of relentlessly. And like you said, there is a lot of space. So, and if anybody needs any advice or any resources or like wants to talk, my DMs are always open. (laughs) So 
And she, you were a go-getter. Like you were reaching out when you were in, in school and you were asking just people that do media, like, Hey, how do you do this? Or how can I find opportunities? And <laughs> that's awesome because, and I was like, Oh man, it's tough because it's true. It is tough. I and mean, I think you probably realize that too, but that also puts you out there that again, I will think of you if there's something, Oh my gosh, I think she would be awesome at this. If something ever came my way that you would be better at. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, like, when I reached out to you, yeah, I was in school and I was like, this is what I'm interested in. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> How can I get into it? But, you know, and like, I think just like, like you said, like being able to reach out, like, like not being scared to like reach out. And you could have said to me, oh yeah, like it, the space is too crowded. Like, I know you would never say this, but you could have been like, oh, the space is too crowded. Like, I don't know, like something super defeating or whatever. And maybe you'll get those messages, but you just have to be like, okay, that's just one person's perspective mm-hmm. and like keep doing your thing. You know what I mean? Because you're going to get so many people telling you, oh, that's not possible. That like the amount of times I've been told that is like insane. I just like keep on my groove, you know? Um, yes. But it does get you down some days, like for sure. And depending on like the person that tells you, it can definitely be really defeating. But just having enough faith in yourself, I think is really important, like in anything that you choose to do. Absolutely. I love that advice. That's very good advice for everybody when they're wanting to do something they're passionate about. Yeah, for sure. It can be so scary. (laughs) (laughs) It can, but you know, like if you believe in yourself, then like you said, you can just move on and there's someone else that for every no, you're going to have a yes, Mm -hmm. I feel like in your life. And you just need like one or two yeses. Like you Mm -hmm. could have 40 no's in one or two yeses and be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing um, that people have to keep in mind is like, you're going to probably have more no's than yeses, but it's okay. And like, that's, that's everyone's story, you know, is like, we all experience like an enormous amount of rejection and defeat, mm-hmm. but you know, just looking up to that day that you are going to get the yes or whatever um, will maybe, you know, be helpful, especially when you're experiencing like a lot of rejection and like turbulence within your career. And then there'll be a time in your career where you're the one saying no to people (laughs) because you have too many yeses. You know what I mean? Like it'll totally reverse. So Mm -hmm. that's something to look forward to because it need not seem that you'll be saying no to other dietitians, but you'll be turning down things because you're going to be too busy because you've said yes to other things. So, and that'll, that'll definitely happen for you. And then navigating that is going to be. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing, right? (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for answering all my hard questions. Are you ready for my even harder questions? Uh, So ready for it. (laughs) All right. Elizabeth, why don't you share with me? Do you go by Elizabeth or Liz? I didn't even ask you. Do you Um, prefer? Either. Either? Okay. I don't prefer. Yeah, but some people call me my close family calls me Elizabeth, like the full thing. Uh-huh. And then a lot of my friends call me Liz, probably because gotcha. it's just easier. So yeah. Yeah, either one. Okay. Well, why don't you share with me some foods that you enjoy? Oh my gosh. This is the hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> Not hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah. I'm over that phase. Thankfully. Um, my favorite foods are like, honestly, just like a mixture, but I love salads, which I know is, like, so annoying for a dietitian to say, but, like, I feel like they're so versatile. Like, you can make, like, a taco salad, or you can make, like, a Mediterranean salad with, like, feta cheese, or you could have, like, you know, like, there's so many, like, berries, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, different types of salads, totally my thing. Um, And 
that I love making is smoothies in the morning, especially during the summer, because I love like cold things because I'm like so hot. So mm. smoothies, any good smoothie recipe, like a banana peanut butter smoothie, super yummy. Yum. Um, like anything like that, you know, chocolate, let's throw some in there. Anything <laughs> sweet. Oh my gosh. Everyone knows that I'm addicted to ice cream. So I'm a huge ice cream fan. Like I love trying new ice creams. Like I love going out, you know, getting ice cream with my friends, whatever especially Mm. during the summer. These are all like very summery things. Um, (laughs) And then in the fall and winter, I love soups. So my favorite is butternut squash soup by far. So good. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait for the fall for that. I know. (laughs) Pumpkin because I'm that basic person that just loves pumpkin everything. So (laughs) anything with some pumpkin in it, I'm all for. Um, And yeah, I like trying new things as well. Like, I don't know, like anything new that I can kind of come across like if there's a new restaurant or if there's a new like thing that I haven't tried like let's say like fuck I just tried the other day yeah yeah. I love just trying new things or like something like crazy like one time I tried like a cow's tongue another time I tried like a fish eyeball which like isn't the best oh (laughs) hey at least you tried it right (laughs) yeah um so like I'm like not afraid when it comes I mean some things kind of scare me like the fish eyeballs definitely freaked me out um (laughs) but like I if I'm feeling like super like crazy that day then I might try it you know what I mean so good for you I like your I like that that's awesome you're just adventurous all around I am (laughs) (laughs) how about beverages that you enjoy um, I love coffee and I think I'm addicted to it. So <laughs> <laughs> any type of coffee, cold brew is what I prefer. The sweet cream, cold brew, um, vanilla sweet cream, cold brew at Starbucks is like my go-to mm-hmm. thing. So I love that. that. Try it. I love that. Or the cold foam is also great. So those two are like my go-tos. Um, other than that, I'm more of like, I don't really like any like sodas or anything like that. So I'm more of like a water or juices. So I, I usually just drink water. Mm -hmm. Um, but I infuse it. So like I have actually like a blog up that I wrote because I was like, is anyone else struggling with this? Because sometimes I like struggle to eat plain or drink plain water. So like Mm -hmm. I'll infuse it or I'll like heat it up and like add cinnamon apples in the winter or whatever. Mm, Yeah. So I just try to like make it fun. You know, if I, if I'm feeling like, oh, I don't really want to drink it, but I'm like kind of thirsty or whatever. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Then I try to just like make it kind of fun. Um, or even just putting it in like cool glasses, I don't know, can sort of make the yeah. experience better. Or, like drink it out of a wine glass or a yes. glass makes mm-hmm. it more fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. So yeah, I would say like those are sort of like what I typically consume beverage wise. How about scents or smells you enjoy? Oh my gosh, I'm a big lavender junkie. So everything lavender. Um, mm. Eucalyptus is my second favorite. I love essential oils. So like I'm so I, relaxing and I've been on this essential oil train for like years like I feel like <laughs> like my mom new. yeah she loved like incense and essential oils I don't oh, really like yeah. incense that much because I don't know it just makes me cough and I, I yeah it's not my thing but essential oils are definitely my thing like I love even putting them on my like um wrist or like behind my ear or whatever um, oh, yeah yeah so all the scents I'm a big aromatherapy person. <laughs> I like it. My, my my parents used to burn incense too. I was like, what? Like we had a Buddha in our living room and it was always burning incense. And I was like, 
And I think my mom still does. I can tell when she does it. I'm like, were you burning incense? And I'm like, is that even a thing anymore? But I see it around. Like I've seen oh, yeah. it in shops and stuff lately. So it must be coming back. Oh yeah, d- definitely. Because I see that on like TikTok or like, yes. it looks cool. It looks cool. <laughs> it but I just like don't really like the like smell of it. I don't know. I'm it's just... smoky. Yeah. 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 I don't like it. <laughs> um, if you were not a dietitian, what profession do you think you would be doing? Oh my gosh. I've thought about this so much. I mean, I think it could go a lot of different ways. The first things that came to mind, which are probably like kind of crazy, but one of the things is like, I really love like astro, like astro stuff. So like astrophysics or like quantum physics. Mm. I don't like nerd out on that stuff. Um, but I, I'm terrible at math and physics. So (laughs) like, I don't know like why I like it, but Anything to do with, like, space, I think, is really interesting, especially because it's, like, we don't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anything with that. And then the other thing that comes to mind is, like, anything marine. So, like, marine biology or, like, mm-hmm. anything with the oceans or, like, planet. But mostly, I don't know why I'm, like, drawn to, like, marine stuff. Like, I find that so intriguing. And maybe it's because I just don't know much about it and that, like, learner in me, like, wants to know more. But I just think it's, like, so cool that you know, there's all these different marine life and there's all this different stuff that we can do to like help our oceans to like stay healthier. Um, I don't know. Interesting. Like I, I just find it, I find it fascinating. So interesting. And what brings you joy in life? So many things, <laughs> but the main things I think are connection. So like any sort of, you know, like relationship as you know like family or like friends like I really try to prioritize that in my life just because like human connection for me is just super important or even if it's just like volunteering and like getting involved in community and like having that more like a more Mm. connected space Mm -hmm. so for me that's something that definitely brings me a lot of joy is just human connection um maybe that's also because I'm an extrovert (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anything within that space um and then you know, a lot of little things in life. Like I love a good coffee in the morning. Um, I love just like a Zen environment. I love the beach in the ocean. Like I love, mm. love, love that. Um, I love surfing. So like anything, you know, anything within like a marine sport <laughs> I'm good with. It's um, all coming, making sense. The beach, yeah. the marine life, surfing. You can yeah. see that's your inner soul a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I love anything athletic too. Like hiking, biking, like Anything that's, like, fun and outdoors, I just, I just love it. So, yeah, that's kind of what brings me joy in my life. Well, I'm excited to see all the things that are ahead of you. And I will make sure that I'm following you on Instagram because I feel like that's a good place to kind of connect with you. And I'll include all those connections in the show notes. And thanks so much for sharing your journey so far today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had and I appreciate you. I really enjoyed talking with Elizabeth. We actually connected a while back when she was in school. She had reached out to me because she wanted to learn more about becoming a media dietitian and she saw that I was someone who did some of that on occasion and it was just so fun to see her kind of come back full circle from our initial conversation that we had and that she's now pursuing all those things that she was super excited about. So I think that's fun to see you know, you know, listening to your your gut in the beginning of your you know career or even in school, 
and making sure that you kind of continue to find that passion throughout your career. If you're interested on how Elizabeth's doing things, I would definitely connect with her on Instagram and on her website. She's at Elizabeth the RD on Instagram and her website is elizabethgunner.com. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters.